The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Saturday night's all right, but we're saying goodbye Yellow Brick Road as we take you and Daniel to the movies and make Rocket Man your song before the sun goes down on me this week here on the Movie Zone. That was... Did you follow that? I did. Welcome on in. A lot hey. of a uh, lot of uh, Elton, Sir Elton there. Sir Elton John is the topic this week. He's Adrian Lazar. I'm Austin Horton. Thanks for joining us for another week here on the Movie Zone. Excited to be back, taking another break from sports and talk some movies. Everyone's favorite pastime. Yeah, love being here with you, Austin. This is the highlight of my week. <laughs> and uh, you a look like your line and b sound like your line. No, it really is. It's uh, this is what I look forward to more than anything is the movies out the whole week, the whole week, and your in all of your life, in all of all of my jobs. This is my favorite one. Oh, but not your life, just uh, your work life. Honestly, my life too. Let's be honest. This is the highlight of your life. Let's be honest. I no, don't. Gotta, I don't have a lot true. going on. So that's uh, not true. You've got a cute handsome dog yeah but i see him every day like he's not the highlight of my week he's not the highlight of your life he, well he is my goal in life is to keep him living so okay and so far so far you know b minus b minus he's alive <laughs> okay just kidding uh but it is this is my highlight <laughs> sorry it's not yours apparently this is my favorite part about my job that doesn't involve sports nice that, does that work? Yes. Uh, this is my favorite one hour on the radio every week that hey, I do. All right. How's that? Maybe I should have been more vague. <laughs> I mean, because I do two with Tony every day and you. We do two on Utah Car Sense, 10 to noon on Saturdays. Uh-huh. We do four every afternoon on the big show. Yep. This is my favorite one hour yeah, every week. You. Uh, I'll go with that, too. It's my favorite one hour. We got a lot to get to today. Uh, That's enough fake flattering (laughs) one another. Uh, We mentioned uh, the Elton John movie coming out. We'll talk a lot about that. There's uh, this horror movie thing is getting out of hand, by the way. We got to talk about what ridiculous idea someone else came out with this week. We're talking biographical movies and... Exciting news from Megaplex we'll talk about as well. But before we get into all that and more, who made money last week other than Aladdin? Uh, no one. It was just Aladdin. How much did Aladdin make? Uh, domestically, $91 million. And wow. overseas, 267 on the... Well, actually, it's up to $128 million domestically. And on the, on the worldwide, 267 million dollars worldwide so pretty good start for aladdin it's not going to hit uh beauty and the beast level where beauty and the beast broke the billion dollar mark uh certainly not going to happen with aladdin but you and i both agreed it was a lot of fun and uh yeah so go see it brightburn was next up with seven million two of those tickets bought by one tony park (laughs) that's right he went and saw brightburn now the reviews on aladdin the audiences are about split And the critics are closer to equal, but leaning 
to not liking it. Um, I enjoyed it. Really liked it. Here's yeah. here's two reviews, by the way. A quick Google. From the New York Times, while not entirely terrible, a lot of craft has been purchased and even a little art, Aladdin is pointless in a particularly aggressive way, says the New York Times. Immediately followed by this review, thanks to its appealing leads and a strong soundtrack, Disney's live-action remake is considerably better than expected, even if Smith Genie isn't as memorable as Williams' original. Well... A, you can't expect it to be... It's got to be its own thing, the genie, as we've talked about. And B, there's two national publications that couldn't be further away from each other in their review of this movie. My problem is with the New York Times. It's pointless? Well, yeah, it's a movie about a genie and a lamp. He said it's pointless in a particularly aggressive way. I don't even... I don't Word have the vocab- salad. I don't have the brain power Fake to news. understand that. Fake news, Adrian. It's pointless in an aggressive way. <laughs> so, it's a kids movie. It, yes. It has made 100 and or what'd you say 91 million domestically? 128 domestic, 297 worldwide. It's doing fine it's without fine. you. Yeah. And it is a good movie yeah. and I would I would recommend it to anybody. I would not call it aggressively pointless. No. And I don't even know what that I don't really I don't means. get it. So there you go. That's Aladdin for you. Go see it. Tell us what you think. I don't think it'll be the best movie you ever saw, but I don't think you'll regret seeing it. No. So all right. That being said, we've got that four. That review is written by the food critic and Ratatouille. The one who just <laughs> takes pride in bringing down restaurants. Which is kind of what movie critics are about. They're all that before he eats the the ratatouille at the end and realizes how much he loves food. Right. It's him where he's cackling in his wor- cackling in his lounge and his butler comes in and says, uh, whatever's back. And he's like, I took them down. <laughs> I forgot to tell you what I saw at the Aladdin screening. What? Speaking of hoity-toity movie critics. Was it your face up on the screen? Because that happens. No, that, in fact, that was the first time I've seen myself on the on the movie screen that was pretty cool couple of guys at the water cooler austin and tony (laughs) that's what it talks about but there was a movie critic first of all this is a packed house every seat was taken was this at the aladdin screen yeah oh yeah there were kids everywhere you didn't tell me this story uh the movie critic sitting in front of us over to the right he was directly in the seat in front of me and first of all he liked to slam back in his chair right into my kneecap time and time and time again to the point where I finally leaned forward and said, you're hitting my knee. And he said, scoot back. No, I, he didn't. I, I was not even... No, he did not. I was not. sitting directly against the back of my chair. If I was there, we're having words. <laughs> well, that wasn't the worst thing you did. Scoot back. <laughs> He's like leaning into my lap. Uh, but over to the right, there was a family who had three young kids, probably from ages eight to four, and, uh, and eight, probably eight, six, and four. Oh, God. And the four-year-old and the six-year-old started to get into it a little bit. And it's the, the kid, it's, they're being kids, okay? And what do kids do? They fight, they get loud, they don't know what they're doing, and that they shouldn't be loud. It's a movie. You need to be quiet. Right. As the father was standing up to take the four-year-old out into the hall to presumably talk to the four-year-old and say you can't yell in a movie theater, the critic 
leans over into the aisle and in the father's face says, take that kid out of here. Do you know who this critic is? No. Nope. I made a point to not know who it was. Oh, my God. And he's got his little notepad out and he's writing in it. And I was like, first of all, you are. I hope you are listening. It's like that one critic I called out for getting all mad at me. For trying to sit in my seat. Where you had a, a numbered seat. And she said, well, I'm the media. You're not. And I said, oh, push off. I mean, I don't want to say this, but I am, technically. <laughs> don't you know who don't I am? Don't you bleeping know the movies? Uh, no, just kidding. I'm not I, all that, but it, I can't believe some of these I people. don't know that the father heard him because he just kept going. So the father was probably locked in on, I need Good. to get this kid out of here. He's annoying the rest of the crowd. That's what you do with kids. I hope you're listening, sir, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Y- yes. You're in a family a for movie. Austin's knees and B <laughs> as a parent is trying to, he's trying to take, take the kid, that out, kid out of here, trying to get the kid out. Yeah. He's not yep. being the parent who's just like, ah, he'll throw, he'll scream his way out of this one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just a lot of uptight. And that I say that because the critic reviews we just read are exactly what most movie critics are. <laughs> just, just, uh, trying to break things and people down so that's not what we do here on this you show lost the joy of movies if you are there to just yell at a child at a child's movie i could see if you know this was saving private ryan and someone had brought their sure. child and you're trying to dissect and that's not really a child friendly uh, appropriate film to, for the child sure. to be in this is aladdin this is a family disney movie you're going to have families there you need to be able to do your job. I did my job with the kids screaming. I had and to come on the air and talk broken. about the movie and my kneecaps being shattered. Right. Scoot back. Scoot back. Please. So anyway, that's if a critic says they don't like a movie, <laughs> that doesn't mean that you won't like the movie because they don't like a lot of things or people. Apparently. Right. Anyway. <laughs> that being said, I can't. I forgot to tell you about that story. That's a four, great story. We do have four movies opening this week at uh, the Megaplex Theater, so let's get right out to the hot zone. The hot zone. The hot zone. The hotline for the movie zone phone. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone Phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Aladdin, please press 1. For Longshot, please press 2. For Rocketman, please press 3. You've selected Rocketman, starring Taron Edgerton. For plot description, please say tell me more. Tell me more. Rocket Man is an epic musical fantasy about the incredible human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. The film follows the fantastical journey of transformation from shy piano prodigy Reginald Dwight into international superstar Elton John. This inspirational story, set to Elton John's most beloved songs and performed by star Taron Edgerton, tells a universally relatable story of how a small town boy became one of the most iconic figures in pop culture. Rocket Man is rated R and rated 89% fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. For tickets and showtimes, please visit MegaplexTheaters.com. Starting with Rocket Man, starring one of our favorites collectively here on the show, Taron Edgerton. Yep. 
very excited for this film. Unfortunately, was not able to attend the media screening earlier this week. Lots going on in, in my life right now, trying to get things worked out. And so I have not uh, had the pleasure or honor of seeing the film. But everything that I'm seeing from audiences is they've liked it. They've enjoyed it. I like biographical movies. I especially like biographical movies that tell the truth and don't hide away from something that people might feel is uh, uncomfortable or inappropriate, Even and they fight for equal rights. This is a movie right up my alley. I'm in love with the idea of seeing the true behind-the-scenes life story of Elton John, who I think is top five piano player, singer that this world's ever seen. Can't wait to see Rocketman. Yeah, very excited. Love the cast because we love Taron Edgerton. I love Jamie Bell. Richard Madden, I think, is uh, he is a fantastic actor. Game of Thrones fans know him, but he's also now being rumored to be the next Bond. He's now been thrown into that mix. And if you don't know much about his action skills, go watch the Netflix show Bodyguard and check out that series because he was amazing in that. Bryce Dallas Howard, I'm a big fan of hers. She's great. So... I, the cast looks incredible. Um, it's a musical journey through his life, so there's you know there's gonna be a lot of musical numbers. I think it might remind me. I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing based on what I've seen, it might remind me a little bit of Across the Universe, the way they did the music in that movie with the Beatles. Uh, but obviously, Taron Edgerton doing the singing. We know he's a good singer because he was in Sing, mm-hmm. and he sang Elton John in mm-hmm. Sing, um, and. Uh, I th- think that mixed with the fact that they were in the Kingsman Golden Circle together kind of set off this budding friendship between the two of them. And I think it's kind of cool that these two have uh, interwoven and Elton John wanted him to play him in a movie. So I, I think that's cool and I'm excited for it. Love the music. I think it's be a great movie. I, I agree with everything you just said. This is a must go. And I think me. people are going to go in com- and go, this is, I got to compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody. But I think it's going to be different. So, uh, in the way that they portray the film, just like from a music sense and stuff. So uh, probably so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I'm giving it a must go for me as well. Maybe if you're not an Elton fan, it's rated R. So maybe if you're worried about that rating, don't go, but I would say wasn't Bohemian Rhapsody rated R or was it PG 13? I don't remember, but either way, I would say if you're not into R rated movies, don't go see an R rated movie. Right. Because if you go into that, if you come out offended, that's on you for not looking at the rating. It was PG thirteen. Okay, but anyway, so, yeah. But this probably one's more R. language, more yeah. I think more of the truth yeah. of what actually, like Bohemian Rhapsody, I thought was a fine movie, and they cut things out of the true story of the real story, and we're still able to tell a true story mm-hmm. while not showing the nitty gritty behind the scenes of every bad thing or, or uh, uh, below board thing that the queen members took part in, including drug use and certain party uh, habits. But in rocket man, the big controversy this week, Adrian and what Taron Edgerton taught, how I loved how he talked about it. It, it shows a love scene between two men in rocket man because Elton John is gay 
He was one of the first to ever come out, and man, what a brave thing to do back when he did it, by oh, the way. Oh, sure, yeah. It's brave anytime, yeah. but especially, what a pioneer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he should be honored and revered for having to, to go through that and set the, and it's great. But Taron Edgerton said, the fact that people are bringing this up as a controversy shows exactly why we put it in the movie. It needs to be right. talked about. It needs mm-hmm. to become more uh, acceptable uh, just because it's a different way that you choose to live your life mm-hmm. does not mean that you get to ridicule and judge yeah and it's as you mentioned very large part of elton john's life is it's who he is it's who he is yeah and who who's anyone to say you don't get to be you yeah yeah so anyway uh but it, uh, all that aside it looks like a well-done movie anyway yeah. so Must go, go for see. me i will be in the theater this weekend Go see, see Rocket Man. That brings us to our poll question this week on Twitter at Austin Horton at AP Lizer. What are your favorite biographical films? And for bonus points, who on the Zone staff would be played by what actor <laughs> in their own biographical movie? From Adrian and myself to all the hosts on the Zone to all the producers, who would play Gordon? Who would play Jake? Who would play PK? DJ, uh, Tony, uh, Hans, and Scotty. Lloyd, Adrian, Hatch, Talon. Who would play all these guys? Let us know. At Austin Horton, at AP Lizer. All right, we got three more movies to preview here on the Movie Zone phone. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Aladdin, please press 1. For A Dog's Journey, please press 2. For Godzilla, King of the Monsters, please press 3. You've selected Godzilla, King of the Monsters, starring Millie Bobby Brown. For plot description, please say tell me more. Tell me more. The new story follows the heroic efforts of the cryptozoological agency monarch as its members face off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king, Jadora. When these ancient superspecies, although they may be mere myths, rise again, they all vie for supremacy, leaving humanity's very existence hanging. In the balance, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is rated PG-13 and earns 7.8 out of 10 stars from IMDb.com. For tickets at showtimes, please visit MegaplexTheaters.com. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, my wife had a co-worker who said he was more excited to see this movie than he was to see Aladdin. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why or how. This movie looks terrible. I'm not going to see it. The subject matter doesn't interest me. We've seen enough of these types of movies, and I know they're trying to do something different with it. I have no interest in seeing this movie. I think we're opposite on this one, Austin. I, I want to see it. I think um, I love the, just the Godzilla monster. It just seems, It's just fun for me. Uh, him going against all these classic, uh, the Ghidorah, Mothra, Rodan. It should be fun to watch. Hopefully they didn't do a bad job at it, because that's the hard part about these monster movies, is they can be... You could have Rampage starring yep. Dwayne Johnson, or you could have something good, and maybe we get something good out of this. I'm going to go. It's not a must-go for me. I think you got to be into the monster genre. I think This is, um, if you remember, we've talked on the show about they're trying to create this monster universe. So this is going. this is taking place in the same 
universe is the King Kong movie that just came out, Kong Skull Island, as well as The Mummy. Yeah. Uh, with Tom Cruise, that one. So they're trying to bring this whole universe together. Which were both terrible movies. Yeah. I, I, I liked Kong Skull Island. Really? I didn't. I thought The Mummy was terrible. So mm. for me, you're right. I, I didn't think it was good. But that was part of this because I love the original mummies. But anyway, this is supposed to set up for Kong versus Godzilla in the next film or in a film later down the road. So we'll see how that goes. It's a go for me, but it's definitely a niche film. Even when I was six, five and six years old, my best friend loved Godzilla and would want to constantly play Godzilla. Yeah. And I had no interest then yeah. in Godzilla. So why would I then as a 33-year-old man have interest in seeing a CGI Godzilla try to kill another cgi monster yeah. well, pass yeah for it, but you like millie bobby brown i do like her i like you know i like uh thomas middleich from um the show silicon valley uh <laughs> ken watanabe is good bradley whitford is good so they've got some good actors and actresses in this uh, it's a go for me but i can see why someone would walk up and say i'm not seeing godzilla yep yeah. all right two more movies coming out this week at the megaplex theaters Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Captain Marvel, please press 1. For Avengers Endgame, please press 2. For Ma, please press 3. You've selected Ma, starring Octavia Spencer. For plot description, please say tell me more. Tell me more. Oscar winner Octavia Spencer stars as Sue Ann, a loner who keeps to herself in her quiet Ohio town. One day, she's asked by Maggie, a new teenager in town, to buy some booze for her and her friends. And Sue Ann sees the chance to make some unsuspecting, if younger, friends of her own. She offers the kids the chance to avoid drinking and driving by hanging out of the basement of her home. But there are some house rules. One of the kids has to stay sober, don't curse, never go upstairs, and call her Ma. But as Ma's hospitality starts to curdle into obsession, what began as a teenage dream turns into a terrorizing nightmare. And Ma's place goes from the best place in town to the worst place on earth. Ma is rated R and is 57% fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com Do we need more horror films? Yes, always. Okay. Then you tell me, you knowing who I am, try to convince me that I need to go see Ma. I can't because you won't go. There's no point. I couldn't even get you to go see Us. Right. But I eventually saw Get Out. Yeah. Because of your encouragement. But I can barely... So try to encourage I can't even get you to see It with me. No, I won't see It. Right. I had a red balloon on my doorstep, Adrian. Would you go see It? That was really weird. But... That's what uh, I thought. I would say... I mean, this just doesn't look like something I would see. Like a terrible terrible story. Who comes up with this? This is a bad idea. At least it's original. It's better than... I mean, there was another Annabelle movie coming out. Which you're excited about. Yeah, and I'll see it because I love that that universe but i don't know so ma 
You're, there's nothing good you can tell me about why I should go see Ma. You might get scared, but you don't like the whole point of going to horror <laughs> movies is to get scared and you don't want to be. So I can't convince you. I think this looks terrible. Even if I were into scary movies, if I could, for a moment could transport myself. That's what I'm saying is in it, my mind to someone who likes scary movies. I don't see why this would be my choice. I don't. I don't. As someone who likes scary movies, it doesn't really appeal to me. Okay. But um, if you want to go watch a woman go crazy on a bunch of teenagers, then go check it out. Okay. And Octavia Spencer is a great actress. So maybe, certainly maybe she will transform this movie into something watchable. Impossible. But. Good job, good effort by Octavia Spencer. It'll Hopefully that paycheck dollars. doesn't bounce. Yeah, yeah, it'll make a few million dollars and do just fine. All right, one more movie opening more. this week. One more at the Megaplex Theaters. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone Phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Brightburn, please press 1. For Booksmart, please press 2. For The Poison Rose, please press 3. You selected The Poison Rose, starring John Travolta and Morgan Freeman. For plot description, please say, tell me more. Tell me more. Inspired by classic film noir, The Poison Rose stars Carson Phillips, an ex-football star turned P.I., who's got a soft spot for a lady in distress. Like the classic tale spun by the masters, he takes on a routine missing persons case, which slowly reveals itself to be a complex interwoven web of crimes, suspects, and dead bodies. When he discovers his long-lost daughter is the number one suspect, he races a ticking clock to save her, solve the murders, and uncover the town's dirty secrets. The Poison Rose is rated R and earned 4.4 out of 10 stars from imdb.com. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. A remake with John Travolta and Morgan Freeman, The Poison Rose, uh, came out in the 70s, I want to say. Ex-football star turned P.I. You just heard it all in the description there. Uh, This looks even worse than Ma. To be completely frank and honest with you, The Poison Rose. I don't remember the last good movie John Travolta did. I don't remember the last good movie Morgan Freeman did. So both of them have kind of turned into big disappointments for me. Unless he's narrating penguins going across the Antarctic. Morgan Freeman's kind of fallen short of late. And there will be some people, I think, that will pull up to the marquee at the movie theater to just on a whim go see a movie and see oh travolta and freeman let's check this out and Mm -hmm. then be vastly disappointed that they spent their money on seeing the poison rose uh yeah it doesn't look like something i would want to see but i will say big brendan fraser fan over here and he hasn't been in a lot of movies lately so good to see him back on the big screen and uh famica jensen i like her too but i won't see this movie not even for Famica and Brenda. Not huh? even for those two. I'll go watch The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, speaking of. And what X-Men. I was talking about earlier. And yeah, and the original X Men. She's Jean, right? She is. Yeah. Speaking of Jean, we'll talk about Jean next week and uh, Dark Phoenix. I think that's next week, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Uh, is that, and that's not like Brightburn, a horror tinged superhero movie no dark phoenix is the evil version of gene in she, the x-men universe she's getting her own movie now yes but it's still of the, all the it's of this the, all the other characters are in this movie 
but this is focused on Dark Phoenix, yes, not yes. Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. Correct. Like Venom and Spider-Man. No, they're different. Oh. They're different. Oh, so yeah. they're different people. No, Phoenix and Dark Phoenix are the same person. Well, so is Venom and Spider-Man. No, Venom is a alien that takes over. In Spider-Man? Yeah. Venom is a Venom's a separate entity. We're not going into this. It's a separate entity in but in the same body as Spider-Man. Because it takes over different hosts. Dark Phoenix is a split personality? Well, it's the evil version of Gene. But they're not But it's not a separate entity. They are the same person. Yes. Man, can't wait for next week to be more confused than that. Dark Phoenix. Anyway. What else comes out next week? Um, Please I tell don't... me something else. <laughs> uh, here, let me look. Because um, um, that sounds like I'd rather watch a Pop-Tart cook in a microwave. Secret Life of Pets 2. Yay! There's hope. And uh, For us guy, simple folk. Larry said Dark Phoenix was incredible. So our guy Larry said that. So You and Larry are more accepting of bad movies than I am. That's okay. just the truth right there. Like, I'm more picky with my movies. Yes, if it's not an orangutan in a hotel <laughs> or a Star Wars. He was a chimpanzee and a, you know it. Or a Star Wars movie. Austin is a no-go. Dare you disrespect <laughs> the great name of Dunstan the chimpanzee. That's enough out of you. All right. To review, three bad movies and one good movie coming out this week. Three bad movies in The Poison Rose, Ma, and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. The good movie is Rocketman, starring Taron Egerton. To review, two probably good movies. No. Two bad movies. And which are the two good movies? Godzilla and Rocketman. No, there's no chance it's a good movie. It, there's no chance. Okay. So. I'll see it and I'll report back. I have, like I said, nothing but time. So <laughs> okay. I'll probably, I, if I'm not here, I'm either playing video games or going to the movies. <laughs> All right. That's it for the Movie Zone phone and segment one here on the Movie Zone this week. Reminder, coming up next, we'll uh, get your poll question responses. What's your favorite biographical movies and who would play the various personalities here on the zone in their biographical movie? That and more coming up next here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Segment two of the Movie Zone this week, Austin Horton, Adrian Leiser, soundtrack of the week, Adrian. Some Elton John songs, but this is Taron Edgerton from Sing, singing I'm Still Standing by Elton John. And you'll see more of Taron Edgerton singing Elton John songs in Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Yes, and uh, as you can hear, he did a very fine job in this. Great singer. Song. Yep. Uh, very talented dancer as well. One of those people that I just, you know, I'm a big fan of him, but I hate that he's good at everything. Really? The only solace I have is that he's like 5'5". Five, five. That's still, he's, he's rich, he's, he's good looking, <laughs> he can dance, he can act, he can sing. I haven't seen a role I don't like him in, really. I mean, wouldn't... <coughs> Five five, it somehow works for him. Yeah. So, uh, good for him. Good for him. Uh, now that being said, the biographical movie Rocket Man brought us to our poll question of the week on Twitter at Austin Horton at AP Lizer. What are your favorite biographical movies, and uh, who would play Zone Staffer in their biographical movie? Jeremy Christensen 
responds with his favorite biographical movie being The Blind Side. That's not Michael Orr's favorite biographical no, movie. No, it's not. In the fact, way. it may have brought down his career, but whatever. Uh, and then he said... But he did, uh, but Sandra did win an Oscar. That she did. She did a so. great job portraying whatever her name was. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Uh, and then he said a young Jason Alexander could play Austin. Few have the charisma. So true. And I don't know what that means. If that's a slight, if that's no, a... No, you that's just... A, you are a... You are No a, one wants to say, you know who I want to look like? George Costanza. Yeah, but I mean, you're both follically challenged, and he grew a beard out in his later years, and so... But you are a... You are... And I mean this in the most complimentary way I can. You are a loud, boisterous personality, right? I am not. And, How dare you, sir? And you, much like George Costanza, use that fire to hold grudges and <laughs> like no one ever could. And it's, I think he's completely right. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode where Elaine is trying to hook her friend up with George and she's describing him and she goes, he's stocky and kind of <laughs> cuddles herself? That's what you just did. You just tried to describe me no, I think as a bald, fat, bespeckled man who holds grudges and is neurotic, I said, but it's a good thing. I said boisterous. <laughs> no, That's a compliment. He's stocky. <laughs> he's strong and powerful. So he's fat, huh? I've literally seen you throw things. Papers everywhere. <laughs> over like... The letter S on the keyboard not working. No, like that's I, not like true. I know, like that's more than you're that. You're one of my favorite human beings on this planet. It's probably so. the fifth time I've asked Jake Scott to read Action Plumbing in the last two and a half minutes, uh-huh. and then he just goes to break. Uh-huh. That I then throw the papers up in the air. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. So, all right, fine, fine. George Jason Alexander can play me. I fine. think it would be. I would. I would totally watch it. Uh, Run Force Run says, I'm torn between Schindler's List. But American Sniper is up there as well. And he puts that there because he himself is in the military. Yep. Uh, and then he says, P.K. Kinahan would be able to play Mel Brooks in the 90s. I could see that. But I think he means Mel the Brooks other playing. Yeah, yeah. You know who I would pick to play Patrick Kinahan in his biographical movie? Walter Matthau. I think they look a lot alike and I think he could nail the personality that PK portrays here on the Zone Sports Network I think they kind of look the same yeah Uh, Bucky Cash says Bert and Ernie to play DJ and PK respectively (laughs) don't know which is who who's Ernie and who's Bert yeah there's a lot of questions I actually have about that Um, (laughs) Tyson says Owen Wilson would play Jake Scott Zone perfectly brilliant brilliant they look a lot alike they have similar deliveries at times. Mm-hmm. They're kind of the cool. They both say, wow. Goofus. They both say what? Wow. <laughs> that they do. You uh, could see Owen Wilson driving his car down the fairway at a golf course with the radio on. I actually saw a funny, uh, this is just an aside, but it's a biopic thing. Uh, somebody on Twitter posted that Luke Wilson looks just like Mueller. From the the Mueller report, they kind of he's like in a few years Luke Wilson's going to make a lot of money playing the Mueller report guy. I guess Actually, I could kind of see that kinda, if I you age see, him a bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Dave Horman says a beautiful mind. Catch me if you can, Amadeus. The Imitation Game. John Malkovich to play Gordon Monson. John Malkovich to play Gordon Monson. That's one I've not heard before. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, if he was still alive, Fred Rogers to play DJ. 
Danny DeVito to play PK, and Frank Caliendo to play one Tony Parks. Like it. They, that there's no one else that could play Tony Parks. No. If we were to incorporate the personality uh, impersonations that Tony does. I thought you were going somewhere else. All the split personalities that Tony <laughs> I mean, whichever way you want to say it. Uh, and also, uh, let's see, the Kent Pearson says his favorite biographical movie is Mad Max. I'm not sure that that's Don't believe that a is, real but answer. Hey. But thanks, Kent. Robert says Braveheart is his favorite uh, biographical movie. Now, that's one of those ones that did not exactly follow history, but it made a great movie. They had to tweak it to make it a better movie. Yeah. So, don't don't take your phys- your uh, history exam on that era because you didn't read the book but watched the movie. Right. You still need to read the book. And all these biopics, they tend to skew one way or the other, depending on... It's a lot like, you know, when you make a documentary, you're getting one side of it a lot of times. Have you seen Amadeus? Not Devin Weston says time. that's his favorite. Amadeus. Never Not saw it. a very it. long time. I watched it in school. I assume it's about... Yeah. Amadeus Beethoven or uh, Mozart. Uh, yes. Mozart. Why did I say Beethoven? Uh, but it's okay. Now this might be the best nominee I've ever heard for Gordon Monson. Okay. I've heard Nicolas Cage. I've heard Gary Busey. I've heard Nick Nolte. We heard a moment ago uh, what, who did John what, Malkovich. John Malkovich. But Devin Western says Ed Begley Jr to play Gordon Monson. He'd capture the laughs, the emotions, the humor, and the Chester Shadow aspects mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. our man Gordo. Yes, that's true. I want to pay. I want to have a GoFundMe made so that Ed Begley Jr. will play Gordon Monson in a movie. That would be terrific. That's the best one I've ever heard. That's a good one. Well done, Devin. So there you go. That's the poll question this week. Thanks for participating every week on the Movie Zone at Austin Horton at AP Lizer. Coming up next, we got some rumors and news out of the world of movies, including something pretty cool that Megaplex is participating in. Uh, They were chosen among a select few in the country, in the world. And we talk all the time why this happens is because, and I just read an article the other day that... Utah or Salt, Utah is already on pace to be one of the highest grossing states for movies all summer long. And there are reasons we get to do cool events like we'll tell you about and the Marvel Marathon and the Millennium Falcon coming to town, things like that. Things like that. So we'll tell you what is next in that line here in a few weeks. Also, who's acting in love? It's all up next here on the Movie Zone. And now, back to the movies with the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment of the Movie Zone this week, Austin Horton, Adrian Lizer, soundtrack of the week. Uh, We had Taron Edgerton singing Elton John songs. Now we've got Elton John singing an Elton John song in a Taron Edgerton movie. I think we just incepted ourselves. Movie Zoneception. Movie Zoneception, that's right. Uh, we couldn't be more convoluted yet yes, connected. Exactly. At the same this time. was a dream inside a dream inside another dream. <laughs> okay. Now we need a kick but did the top, and a fall and a token. Did the token tumble? We'll never know. It did. It did not. It did. He saw it waver at the it's end. It's time for movie news and rumors. All right, Austin. time for news and rumors. And strike up the band. Bring up Celine because you had a new Who's Acting in Love, Austin. Hit it, Celine. 
my girl, Emma Watson. Emma Watson, Hermione Granger herself. Has found love with Alicia Keys' brother. Hey, all right. Who no one knows who he is. Uh, I believe his name is Cole Cook. Do you know who that is? I don't. But you know who Emma Watson is. Uh, and when she's spotted leaving uh, uh, the spotted pig in New York City, canoodling with half-brother of Alicia Keys, Cole Cook, he suddenly becomes a name and a person. Well, I mean, he looks just like Alicia, or like a brother would. I don't know who should take that as a compliment and who should take that as an offense to that. I would say they're both very good-looking people. Okay. Uh, I think Emma Watson is better looking than him, but to each his own. It's not always about looks, Austin. It's always about looks, first and foremost. Growing up, whenever they'd be like, what do you look for in a person? What's the first thing you look for? They're like, their personality bull. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying 100%. You got not attraction begins physically. Right. But if they are attracted to each other, then who are we to say who's not good looking? But no, in I'm her saying eyes, I'm saying you're attracted to him and I'm attracted to her. I didn't you say focused that. on him being pretty and I'm focused on her being pretty. And I, that's fine. No, I just said Alicia and her brother were both on the attractive scale. I don't know. What are you trying to do to me here? I'm not you're doing it. You're just talking and I'm just explaining how I you said meant looks it. aren't everything cuz you said he was ugly. I didn't say he's ugly. I said you saying he looks like Alicia is a slight to Alicia because she's much more beautiful than no, he. No, no, no. You said Emma is much better looking than him. First, you said that he looks just like Alicia Keys. They look like, I look like my sister. No, you do. Yes, I do. Uh, do you not look like your siblings? No. Okay. You've seen pictures of my siblings. None of them look like me. I think you look like your brother. Which one? Landon? Oh, Landon. Yeah. Sorry, Landon. <laughs> <laughs> we have got similar builds, Landon and I. Yes. But he's not bald. But he doesn't have a beard, so it's like you guys just did the old switcheroo. Yeah. But you did say he looks just like Alicia Keys, yeah. and I think Alicia Keys would take offense to that because she's much more prettier than her brother. Okay. And Emma Watson is prettier than her brother, too. All right. That's who's acting in love this week on the movie zone. Now we got through that. What uh, have the good? This show's movie never go- going to air, is it? What have the, it's uh, airing now? What have the good moviegoers of Utah earned themselves this time around, Adrian? Tell us about it, Austin. So we got the Millennium Falcon here. We had the Marvel movie marathon. Now with Toy Story four coming out, Megaplex Theaters has been selected. Among only 22 worldwide location, or, uh, locations in North America to host the official Disney and Pixar Toy Story 4 movie marathon. Tickets on sale now, by the way, at Megaplex Theaters. It says Utah movie fans will have a chance to spend a day playing along with Woody, Buzz, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, and the entire Toy Story gang at the Megaplex Theaters. June 20th. Thursday, June 20th, the Toy Story Toy Story Marathon will lead up to the release of the newest Disney and Pixar film, Toy Story 4, at Thanksgiving Point in Lehigh. Now, you won't be sitting through 22 movies over several days. No. Like the like Marvel Chip. one. But <laughs> Our guy Chip going to, went and got surgery. Or a family that took their kids out of school for three days. Which, That's right. If my, par- my parents would never have done that, so I'm jealous. But uh, four movies ain't bad, and they're all four good movies. So, or 
I assume number four will be good. Yeah, what's so. up? I like Toy Story. Toy Story 2 is my favorite. Of the three, yeah. Toy Story 3 was good. Yep. Uh, in fact, I'd go 2, 1, 3 as far as what I like best. I'm with you, yep. And we'll see what 4 holds. But it's just over 6 hours, 6 hours, 15 minutes uh, of your time to go see all four Toy Stories. And you'll be treated to an exclusive Woody pin, a collectible character card set, souvenir popcorn tin with unlimited popcorn and drinks in a souvenir cup, and a Pizza Planet meal break. They'll also be among the first to see Toy Story 4 one hour before the film even opens to the rest of the general public. So make sure you get your tickets to Thursday, June 20th's uh, Toy Story 4 Marathon right now at Thanksgiving Point. Do it. Megaplex is... They put these things on for a reason because people show up. So And you've earned it. You've earned it. By showing up. Yep. All right, that's going to do it for the Movie Zone this week. Well done, Adrian. Well done to you, Austin. Thank you, you sir. carried things here. You painted me into many corners today. And I uh, don't appreciate it, but we uh, we made it through. As you said earlier in the touchy, week. Touchy, touchy. Earlier Jeez. in the week, you told me uh, our friendship is over so on air you told me that so you threw no. a fit and said i'll just stay behind the glass from now on like a child in walmart so i told you oh, we're done then if you can't be an adult then we're done that's that them's the rules oh that's funny but back to well done Adrian. Back, well done to you as well, <laughs> right, we'll see for, you at the movies thanks for participating everyone we'll see you next week here on the movie zone unless we kill each other <laughs>